0: Hey, thanks for jumping on to our online location. We're about to get started with the service, and I just wanted to say, hey, thanks for being here. I love you. We love you. And if you're online, we're in your church in every We are your church in every way. I would encourage you, like, it's easy to be online and I would encourage you to take a next step deeper. See, God created us for relationships and to connect with people. So if you're watching online, why don't you just shoot us an email or hit connect? Reach out. Let us know something we can pray for you about. If you have a need, let us know how we can help you. If you just want to say something encouraging, hit us up. Make a connection. Take a next step. I'm so glad that you're a part of our online location. Hey, don't forget to check out the kids wing of our online wing at gracefreechurch.live slash kids. Hit that connect button if you're new here so you get on our mailing list and get our email or text. We, we only text out really important stuff that you're going to find valuable. And if you're new here, we have a gift to send you. Man, most of all this week, this Easter week, as we jump into Palm Sunday, I'm just excited to worship. Can I just say this? Like, Pause. Get rid of some distraction, like do what you got to do, like turn, turn the music off in another room, like get the kids occupied with something, like get, get some space to really focus and worship on God. You may not feel like you need it right now, but I'm telling you, your soul needs it. And uh, I know that because my soul needs it too. Let's worship together.
1: All of the earth Make straight a highway Path for the Lord Jesus is coming soon Call back the sinner Wake up the saint Let every nation Shout of your fame. Jesus is coming Jesus.
2: Dead left for dead beneath the waters I'm no longer a slave to my sin anymore And should I fall in the space between what remains of me and this reckoning Either way I won't bow to the things of this I'll count the joy, come every battle, cause I know that's where you'll be. I'll count the joy, come every battle, cause I know that's where you'll be.
3: No.
0: location, people. Man, I love you. I hope that worship was really meaningful to you. I hope you are able to cut some space out to focus on Jesus. Man, we are in our next message called Bout Time for Some Good News. That's the series. The message is called Don't Want to Miss It. And what I'm hoping is we don't miss it this Holy Week. That's what we're celebrating leading up to Easter. And By the way, like if you haven't registered for Good Friday or Easter services, save your spot at gfceaster.com. Uh, we're looking forward to some amazing celebrations together. It's so good together, together. Let's jump into it. I, I'm going to pray. I need some prayers. You need some prayers wherever you're watching, like wherever you're watching. My prayer is that we just press in and, and learn and hear God's voice speaking to our lives because I know if we do, we'll leave encouraged and grateful and man, I'm ready? You ready? Dear God, we just thank you so much for the opportunity we have to worship you together wherever we are, wherever we're picking this message up. We're just grateful for it. We're grateful that you are God who pursues us, that you pursue us with your love, that you speak to us through your word. That's what we're asking for. Like, let's start this week off right. Let's have this hour be an hour that makes our whole week better, especially this week as we focus in on your great work through the cross and the empty tomb, the reason we have hope. There's some people watching that are hopeless, some people listening that maybe they're not, they're not feeling it. Would you show yourself to them? Some people that have grown maybe a little stale, not quite sure, uncertain of what's next, and would you help them find their confidence in you right now? We just need you. In Jesus' name, amen. We're starting off Palm Sunday. I know. You don't got to tell me, right? Like plenty of people are like, where are all the palms? And I don't know. And I thought honestly about doing like some (sighs) BYOP service. But I know what would happen, right? Like in person, there'd be like trees, palm trees, like drug into the into the lobby and people us stuff out like it's Palm Sunday and it's worth celebrating and palms are a great thing to celebrate with and I, I just want to read this it, it fits into our message in this uh, series about time for some good news don't want to miss it is the name of this talk don't want to miss it and I just want to read to you where we're going to be spending most of our time this morning and just let these words kind of sink in It says this, the next day, a great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it is written, don't be afraid, daughter Zion, see your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first his disciples did not understand all this, only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had happened about him and that these things had been done to him. Now the crowd was with him when he had called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead. They continued to spread the word and many be people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. That word heard there in the beginning of this passage, that word heard, reading it, uh, you ever hear, you ever notice how things that are heard maybe aren't really heard, how you can hear something but not really hear it? You ever notice how things can get lost in translation? I mean, you want a really interesting Google search. Maybe I should put a disclaimer up there for this one and make sure you have your content filtered towards clean. But just Google search, like, man, I've funny lost in translation signs, and you'll see a ton of them. I saw one, it was like this warning sign next to a stream, and it said, cautiously fall into water. (laughs) I think it was supposed to say cautiously don't fall into the water. There's another one I saw the other day. It was like, beware of safety, a safety sign completely gone wrong, lost in translation. It reminds me of those games we used to play, you know, back in the day. I don't know if you were a church-like youth group kid growing up. If You went to church or you attended youth groups or retreat or anything like that. At some point or another, you got you got playing at like the, the, the gossip game. Some teacher would be like, all right, I'm going to show you what's wrong with gossip. So everybody sit around in like this big circle and they'd whisper, the leader would be on one end and they'd whisper into one person's ear and that person would like giggle and like, hee hee, I get to whisper close. You know, especially if they're like sitting next to somebody they had like a little romantic interest in, you know, they'd lean over and they'd be like, <private sound> And then the next person would be like, oh, that tickles. You know, and then they'd be like, okay, I got it. I got it all giggling, you know, weird youth group games going on to prove a point. By the time it got all the way around the circle, the leader would proudly announce how different what the final message was than what it started out to be. Everybody would have a good laugh and they'd go on to like some, some mess, youth group message about like, like gossip, right? Like, but, but the point is true. You can lose a lot in translation. You lose a lot in translation. Sometimes you can hear something and not really hear it. Sometimes I can hear something, but it not really sink in and really hear it. Sometimes I think I have a grasp on what's going on, only to find out later that I don't really know what's going on. And there was a whole lot this crowd had lost in translation. There was a buzz going on. You see, Jesus had not too long before this healed Lazarus. It says just a a chapter ahead of this in verse 38 of chapter 11. It says, Jesus once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. He said, take away the stone. Mary and Martha protested because their brother Lazarus had been dead and buried for days. It's going to stink. And he says... They remove it, and he steps up, and he says, I told you to believe you will see the glory of God. Eventually, he comes up to it, and he prays a prayer to his Father in heaven, and he says, Lazarus, come out. And it says there in verse 44, the dead man came out. Talk about some buzz. I mean, they had heard about this story They were listening as people talked about, hey, Lazarus was dead and now he's out. Maybe somebody had even seen him. Like, holy cow, talk about a rumor spreading around fast. This was it. The Messiah had raised someone from the dead. The crowd whipped into a fury. But you can lose a lot in the buzz and the noise. You can miss a lot in the buzz that's going around, especially when you're driven by the right now. I wonder if I took a poll, like how many people have made mistakes when they're driven by the right now and caught up in the buzz of what's going on around their circumstances? How many of you have made a mistake because you jumped too quickly to an assumption about maybe about the person you love? You jump too quick. You get caught up in the buzz of the moment and the need right now, and you just miss. I don't want to miss it. (laughs) I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss the important stuff God has for me right now. I don't want to miss what he's doing in my life right now. I certainly don't want to miss it because I'm too focused on my own needs. Because I'm too focused on the meat, the, the, the right now, I'm too focused on me. The crowd, they had heard this story about Lazarus and they were whipped up into a frenzy. I mean, the buzz was intoxicating. The need was right now, and the people looked at their current circumstances and saw oppression and Rome, and they just wanted it to stop. I just want it to stop. This is the Messiah. He's going to come into town. He's going to wage war against the Roman Empire. He's going to free us, and he's going to be our king Right now, it's got to be him. They tell the stories about Jesus. They whisper, but they weren't paying attention to what the Messiah really came to do. They they missed like what God was doing right now because they were too focused on what they wanted done right now. I don't want to miss it. I I do not want to miss. I don't want to miss it because I'm focused on what I want to see right now what's better than what I want to see right now is what God's doing right now. I know it looks confusing, right? Like you don't really understand what's going on in your home. It's confusing, difficult, painful maybe. Maybe what you want right now isn't what you need. What's better than what you want right now, which is maybe just a break or some peace from the chaos or, or some peace at home. Maybe what you want right now is some is some peace in a relationship, but maybe what God's doing is bigger. Maybe He's doing something you can't see. Maybe if you started listening to Him instead of listening to what just your heart's telling you to do, what your heart's telling you you need. Maybe if your voice, the voice that was speaking into your life, was coming from somewhere greater than just your friends around you and the buzz of your circumstances, maybe. Maybe you'd catch, maybe you wouldn't miss that God's doing something far greater and bigger. He always is, you know. It's a problem we all have. We get lost in our circumstances. Talk about super discouraging. We we hear our voice as the one telling us what we need most. Talk about limiting. There's a God who loves you. If you could zoom out from your circumstances just enough, you would see there's a God who loves you and who's pursuing you even to a cross and through an empty tomb because He loves you, because He wants a relationship for you. He has your best in mind. Don't miss it in the buzz and the urgency of right now. If you would trust that God's doing something bigger than you see, if you would just trust and follow him, he would do a work in your soul and in your heart and in your life that would spill out into your relationships in ways you couldn't imagine, in good ways, full of hope and peace and joy. That's the fruit the Spirit brings to your life when you follow Jesus. It's all those good things that we're so often missing. The, the crowd was spun out, and they're buzzing, right? Like, they're just all about Lazarus, so much so that the Pharisees are like, man, don't we can't let this happen. One even says, uh, Caiaphas says, you do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish. How ironic That that one person would die for all people on a cross to rescue all people. That what they thought would be the end of Jesus was the beginning of God's rescue plan for all of us. I don't want to miss it. It means I have to slow down and listen to God. I don't want to miss it. It means i got to zoom out and see what He's doing in my life. I'm not going to be driven by the right now or what I think I need or what feels good in the moment. I'm going to be driven by God's direction. They, uh, they had all this, man, these ideas about what Jesus was going to do. They had heard all of it and they thought that the Messiah was going to come to relieve their physical right now oppression, to mend their need right now, to do what they thought they needed most in the moment. But Jesus had come to do something far greater. So they shouted Hosanna, right? Like they, they said the right things, but they were looking for the wrong thing. They, they did the right, palms were good, man. They laid down the palms. It was the right thing to do for Jesus, but they were looking for for too small from him. They sang Hosanna if they only knew how true those words were, but they were looking for saving that was too shallow. If you would understand the depth of what this Easter, this Holy Week, what, what resurrection means for you. If you would understand the depth of what Jesus offers you, if you would understand the life Jesus wants to give you, man, you couldn't help but but follow Him. Jesus, He's He's uh, they they got it all wrong because they're missing they're missing it. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. And if if I realize that I'm I'm not going to miss it, then I got to get to the source, and the source is Jesus. You ever notice how in life, right, you don't get to the real source, the story gets twisted. (laughs) If I don't get the real the the to the source of the story I'm hearing bouncing around church, then I I can guarantee you this: I'm getting the wrong story. I'm not seeing the full picture because I got to get to the source to really understand what's going on around me. In fact, often I got to get to like the source to really understand what's going on in my own life, in my own house. Like I got to figure it out because the story just gets spun and it gets all twisted until you get to the source. I wonder how much hurt you've experienced in your life, right? Because someone told the story about you and never came to the source. They probably missed some really important facts. You, you could get some of the truth, but if you leave certain things out, man, it really changes the story, doesn't it? Like, you, you've seen that in life. You've seen, like, if you don't get to the source, how things get all messed up. Listen, in your journey with God, you got to get to the source, and the source is Jesus. Nicodemus is this good contrast to the crowd that's going on on Palm Sunday. Nicodemus' story is found in John chapter 3. And Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was a teacher of the law. He was one of these guys, right, like who sat in judgment and wanted to kill Jesus. But Nicodemus had this thing about him. He was curious. He was curious about Jesus. And so early on in Jesus' story, as recorded in the book of John, Nicodemus, it says, snuck to him at night. He snuck to Jesus at night, and he wanted to talk to Jesus about what was going on, right? So in John chapter 3, Nicodemus, a Pharisee of the law, has the humility enough to say, maybe I don't have all the answers. He has a a posture enough to say, I'm maybe not... The, 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 the gatekeeper of truth myself. Maybe this guy has something different to share with me. So he sneaks to him at night. Can you imagine, right? Like sneaking, creeping, sneaking, creeping up on Jesus at night. Hey, I don't care how you seek him. Just seek him. If you snuck into the back of church right now and you're seeking Jesus and you want to you sneak out, good. I'm glad you're here. It's a safe place to sneak. Seek. If you're like watching this video in a work break room with the earphones on so nobody hears you, if you're like scrolling in the bathroom because you don't really, you're not ready for your spouse to know like you're doing church, right? Like you're just listening, you got the earbuds on, you're chilling out. If you're like watching this in your room, you you don't want your parents to find out, right? Like you're sneak seeking, good for you, man. Like Nicodemus is the ultimate sneak seeker. He had so much to lose, but he was curious. And his curiosity drove him to the source." I fear sometimes we think we have all the answers and we lose our curiosity. I see it around us in culture, man. Like I was talking to a young pastor the other day and he wanted to know everything I thought about this year and all of the, the challenges and he was all wound up in the political stuff. And honestly, I hear that way too much in conversations with pastors. They want to talk about, oh, uh, so bad. Well, tell Christians in like China or Iran how bad it is in America. We got a good man we got it good in this country and i'm so grateful for it but i was talking to him and i said how many how many of those conversations you've been having that have caused you fear and anxiety have talked about jesus i'm guessing none i was right it was none." See, there's this thread going around. People in churches getting all excited about the politics and all all of these bills that are going through. And what's this person doing? What that person's doing? And you know what I don't hear in any of it? Talk about the source. There's a struggle going on in your home. You know what you got to get to? The source of life and healing. When I'm all out of whack... All twisted up, confused, not parenting well, like not being the the man I need to be, the husband I need to be. You know what I got to get to? The source. God didn't give you a spirit of fear or timidity, He he didn't give that to you. You see, Jesus is the prince of peace. And if you get to the source, you get to the peace you need. Jesus is the light in the darkness. If life's a little too dark right now, you're a little confused, like you're stumbling around and don't know what direction to take, don't know what to do, you know what you got to do? you got to get to the source. If you're stuck in confusion, you got to get to the source. No matter where you are in life, maybe you're apathetic, you got to get back to the source. Maybe you're disconnected, you're just mad about circumstances. You know what you need? To get back to the source. I'm not the source. Jesus is the source. Nicodemus he creeps sneak creeps up to Jesus and, and tells him some things Jesus he answers some of his questions and he says, how, "How can I be born again? Nicodemus is asking all of this stuff, and Jesus is teaching him like you don 't you need to be born not of the flesh but of the spirit, the spirit I give you that 's what you you need to be born again. Listen, the wind blows wherever it pleases. you hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going, so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Nicodemus is confused so he asks, I don't know, I don't understand how I can do this. Jesus goes on to explain more. You know Nicodemus would, would many think, was a follower of Jesus. He would be there to take care of his body at the tomb, at the end before the resurrection. I I believe with all my heart Jesus found a faith that saved, or, or Nicodemus found a faith that saved him because he sneaky sought the source. Just seek him. And what I love most is what you find from the source, what the source says, because the most famous Bible verse ever comes right behind this encounter recorded with Sneaky Nick. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed, but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. The message that you get from the source is that God's heart was pursuing your broken heart. God sent his son because he loved you, for you. That there's a lot of darkness going on because of the brokenness we put into this world. But Jesus is the light and the darkness can't overcome the light. If you're being overcome by your circumstances or overwhelmed with anxiety right now, you need to get to the source of life you need to get to the source of peace. If your relationships are train wrecked and you're living in chaos, you need to get to the source. If you're stuck in some dark addiction or thinking and you're afraid to let anybody know about it, you gotta get to the source. He's the source of life and the source of peace. And what the source says is that God loves you and is pursuing you. They were so right in this passage as they busted out palm branches. You see, the palm branches represented goodness and victory, and Jesus would have victory through the cross and the empty tomb. And what he did on the cross and the empty tomb was so good, so far better than whatever good thing they had planted in their mind when they laid those palm branches down in front of Jesus riding the colt into Jerusalem. And by the way, that cult, they missed that too. I don't want to miss it. That cult represented a king riding in peace time. That's what the cult meant. And so when he was riding this donkey, sorry, this donkey in town, it, it, he was representing a king that has come in peace, not to overthrow in military form the Roman oppression of the moment but a king who would come in peace out of love for people all people to offer peace through what he would sacrifice they got it so right but they still missed it It, what the source says is I have come to offer you something good a victory you could never earn on your own I've come in peace because I love you to offer you peace and they cried out Hosanna which means He would save us now. He would save them now, but he would save them for something far bigger and more devastating and more dangerous than the damage any one regime could give them. He would save them from the brokenness of our souls and hearts, a brokenness we perpetuate perpetuate in every form and a brokenness we can never rescue ourselves from. You see, man can rescue you from things that man does, but only God can rescue you from the brokenness we all brought. Only God can rescue you from what the evil one intends to destroy you with. Gotta get to the source. And the source says, you are loved. And God would come and ride into town on a donkey and go to a cross. Die and be buried and leave an empty tomb for you. It says a lot about God's heart, doesn't it? You know, this story is recorded in each of the Gospels. And the same story under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. God used the personalities and the writing of each one of these men in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four books first books in the New Testament to record different parts of the same story and they highlighted different things just like if you or I would say you know like the something about the just tell the same story but a little different like I would be like yo Scott man I killed that song when I sang it in church did you did you hear that I know you were away whatever doing your thing last week but I sang a little bit of I don't know why I'm not on the worship team. Scott may tell the same story. He'd be like, yeah, Josh sang at church, you know, like maybe we should turn his microphone off when he tr- starts to do that. We're telling the same story, but we're highlighting different things. The only difference in scripture is they, they tell truth, just highlighting different things. And uh, in Luke, it has this interesting highlight here. In, um, and it, tell, it tells a story of Palm Sunday and the triumphal entry. It says this, it says, as he approached Jerusalem, He saw the city and he wept on it, wept over it. And he said, if only you had known on this day what would bring you peace, but it is now hidden from your eyes. Scripture, their scriptures had pointed in every way to what Jesus would do, that he wasn't a Messiah who had come just to rescue them physically, but he had come to offer restoration, to fulfill the law, To offer us peace with God. The whole story had been pointing to Jesus since the very beginning, and they had missed it. And as Jesus paused there in that intense moment of God looking at a city of people he loved that were missing it, he weeps. I don't want to miss what God has for me. Man, I, I never want to hear Jesus say, Josh, if if only if only you'd seen what I was doing. If only you had heard my voice. If only you were paying attention more than just what was Right in front of you, quite frankly, it terrifies me to know that there have been times in my life, except for his grace, that I have been missing what he wants to do in my heart and in my life. I don't want to miss it. I want to see it so clearly. I don't want to get caught up in the moment or the now because I think I need something. Instead, I I don't want to miss it. I want to hear what God has for me. And the only way to hear it. Is to be listening. That's not something we practice very well. Right now, wherever you're watching is you got distractions all around you, right? It's hard to listen in the noise. It's, it's so easy to get sucked into our circumstances. It's hard to zoom out and create the space to just really see what God wants to do in our lives. But that's the challenge I have for you. I, I know like usually I make it like four things or do this or do that or try this. Like I, I know usually I drop a bunch of like real practical things down that, that look good in notes and all of this stuff. But right now, this is what the challenge is for us going into Easter. This is it. It's just listen. God's still pursuing you. I know you think you don't deserve it. I know you feel like you have to earn it somehow with Him. Somehow you can do something. (laughs) But you can't, and that's okay. He's not pursuing you because you're doing something right. He's just pursuing you because He loves you. Listen, as you are, no strings attached. And because he's pursuing you, he's still speaking to you. And he's got something to say this week. My prayer for all of us is that we would pause enough to listen. This week, more than any other week, as we lead into Good Friday and we celebrate Resurrection Sunday like we gotta create some space to really listen from the source. Man, you can do that just by turning down the noise of everything in your life, carving out some time for a couple of minutes where you can sit quietly and read about Jesus, read about the cross, read about the resurrection, just pause and pray. But instead of just filling your prayer with words, maybe fill some prayers with silence and just ask God to speak to you. Let's start there. Let's not start with any other kind of a commitment except this week, more than any other week this year, I'm going to just listen. I gotta get to the source because I don't wanna miss what God's doing in my life. I'm gonna pray that. Would you pray that with me this week? God, we want to hear from you. It's so noisy in life. Man, it's just everywhere we look, there's confusion and someone telling us something. It's somewhere to run. It's something to do. Right now, it's probably been a challenge for some people to even get through this message without distraction. And what's happening is our souls are shriveling. Because we need the source of life and light in the midst of all this darkness. We need you. This week, would you help us carve out time to just listen for your voice? We wouldn't just hear it, that we would be like, hear it, hear it. We wouldn't lose you in the buzz. We need you. In Jesus' name.
4: Good morning, Grace family and friends. We are so glad you have joined us to worship at our online campus. I want to take a moment and talk a bit about why we as a church encourage giving. Did you know that giving is considered an act of worship? It's true. Paul addressed the Philippian church on this very thing. In Ephesians 4, 18 through 19, Paul states, I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Paul of course is referring to their offerings here. Paul continues, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Paul used these gifts to further the mission of spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And just like Paul, our mission at Grace Free Church is to share this good news throughout Schuylkill County we want you to be a part of this mission as well. By partnering with us, we can reach the people of Schuylkill County. In fact, we can't do it without you. You may be thinking, how do I partner with Grace Free Church? Well, one way is through giving. We made this partnership process very simple. In fact, we have several methods to assist you in joining this mission. You can mail your gift to the church, you can text your gift to 570 570- or you can give online by clicking the give online button on this page the give online button also has a recurring giving option which is a great way to schedule your gift giving we appreciate you and are excited to see what god has in store for this church
0: thanks for checking out this this sermon, this message, that worship. I hope this Palm Sunday service was encouraging to you. I hope you find time to listen for God this week. And uh, don't forget, if you're new here, hit the connect button and get us your email. We have a gift we're going to send you. And more importantly, you won't miss all of the crazy things that are going on, awesome things that are going on as we ramp ministry back up in two locations in the near future. We have lots of stuff going on And it's going to be awesome. Reach out to somebody. Take a next step. Don't just get stuck in isolation. God created us for community. Don't know who you can reach out to with your questions or with your prayer requests. Hey, reach out to me. Just say, hey, Josh, in that comment box. And I will be sure to respond to you if you reach out to me. I want you to know you're loved here. Way more importantly, God loves you. Have an awesome week.